0: to mini episode 140 of real life ghost stories and i have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from august the 14th 2021 and story number one comes from paxton a friend approached me and asked me to stay with her because her brother was out of town and she was afraid to be in the house by herself she told me that her brother practiced witchcraft and recently had been getting into some very intense shit summoning and communicating with spirits as well as voodoo I'm a spiritual person, but I believed nothing would happen because I have a very good and positive energy about me, so I told her I would stay. I showed up at her house, and when I walked in the atmosphere completely changed, almost as if it was actually darker inside. She walked me to her bedroom, where I would be staying, and on the way we walked past her brother's room which he had left open. I saw human-like figures made of straw that were hanging upside down from the ceiling by threads of string. "'I hated it. Everything about it. "'She told me that since he had started taking a darker turn in his witchcraft, "'strange things had been happening. "'Things would disappear as soon as she would turn her back to them. "'Cabinets would be open every time she entered the kitchen. "'And by far the worst of it, "'a child with completely pale skin would appear in her brother's closet. "'They couldn't make the child leave. "'They tried sage and prayer, but nothing worked. "'I still thought we'd be fine.' I was wrong. That night, we went to sleep, and it was possibly the worst night of my life. At around 3am, I woke to the horrific sound of my friend gasping for air, like she was suffocating. Her breathing was irregular. It wasn't like she just couldn't breathe at all, but like she would suffocate for five or six seconds and then inhale deeply. I was nervous, but I leaned over, nudged her, and whispered, Hey, wake up. She didn't react at all. I began to panic and I started yelling, Wake up! Wake up, please! All of a sudden the lights turned on, the box fan turned off, which had a turn dial and not a flip switch, and my friend sat straight up in bed and turned her head in a sharp swift motion towards me. She stared at me with dead and lifeless eyes. Whether she was awake or not, she wasn't in there. It was something else that terrified me. I started praying and crying and she got up from the bed, went into the living room, lay down on the couch and went back to sleep. This all happened in the span of maybe 15 minutes. I had to leave immediately so I grabbed my keys and nothing else and just fucking went to Starbucks parking lot. The whole morning I felt pale. I didn't really know what to think about it, but I know the spirit was evil or malicious at least. After that I told her I wouldn't stay with her anymore and begged her to move out. A few months later, I heard from a different friend that his sister was being haunted in a similar way in a house that was only two doors down. Maybe the area is haunted. I don't know, but I fucking hate that place and I will never go back. I went on a family vacation where we stayed in a cabin pretty far into the woods. Great start to a story, I know. The energy felt clean in the house and I was at ease when I went to sleep. However... I had a dream that chilled me down my spine. In the dream, I was in my childhood bedroom. I saw the door slowly creak open and in the doorway I saw a figure, probably seven feet tall. The figure wasn't like a shadow. It had jet black skin that was wrapped so tightly around him, it was like there was only bones underneath and it had no face. In the dream, I was freaked out and tried to jump out of the bed, but I was completely paralysed, I couldn't even speak. The creature made its way through the doorway but it was doing a little dance. It was taunting me. It thought it was funny. I could sense that it was amused by my terror and that's all it wanted from me. It mockingly danced its way to the bed and crawled slowly up onto me on its hands and knees. It got right up in my face and continued to taunt. I felt like I was going to fucking die from fear and I was utterly helpless. It was literally on top of me. The feeling was indescribable. In the dream, I somehow broke the curse of being mute or whatever you might call it. Now, I'm not a religious person at all, but I did grow up Christian, so I started saying Jesus, 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 and I finally broke out of the dream by swinging my fist into the air so hard that it sat me straight up in bed. My heart was pounding and I felt terror, terror so deep it felt like it weighed my body down. After a few seconds of total shock, I realised that there was an unmistakable dark presence standing in the corner of the room and it was staring straight into my eyes. I couldn't physically see it, but I could feel the eye contact. It was tall, just like it was in the dream. This time the spirit was angry, maybe because I figured out how to break free from its damn curse. I felt like I was in danger and I gathered the courage to scramble out of my bed and rush down the stairs to the living room where I fell asleep, undisturbed, for the rest of the night. It makes me want to cry thinking about that experience. I hate that thing, and I know it hated me. Maybe it was a spirit who had met me before that I had pissed off. Whatever it was, fuck that thing. I know so little about witchcraft that I can't comment on the little straw people hanging from the ceiling. Like, I don't know anything about it or what that might be for or what that might be symbolic of. But that, but her sitting sitting up straight in bed, making eye contact with you and then wandering off downstairs. Oh no, I'd be, I'd be off to Starbucks as well. I'd be like, no, I'm leaving. I'm not doing this. I'm sorry. I know you asked me to stay because you're scared, but you're scaring me. There is no way. I know the second story is likely to be some sort of really extreme version of sleep paralysis but the thought of that figure that seven foot figure dancing into the bedroom made me want to rip my eyeballs out that is just awful I can almost see it in my head and it is not good it's not a good look and then for it to like get on its hands and knees and crawl up onto the bed no after dancing across the room no no way And story number two comes from Olivia. I'm 22 years old and moved back in with my family not too long ago due to me being a broke and newly graduated college student living in Southern California. I live with my mom, dad, younger brother, and dog. It's important to know that every single member of my family my mom, dad, brother, and even our dog have all seen and experienced odd occurrences in our home. I have three stories in particular that I would like to share. I decided to tell them in order of what I consider to be the least to the most intense of the encounters. They are all completely different experiences that are not related to one another. The first story takes place in the summer of 2015. My maternal grandmother, who I was extremely close with, passed away in December 2012. Days after her passing, my dad got very sick and had continuous unknown heart problems for the following two years. My mom is a big worrier and gets easily stressed, especially when it comes to health and well-being of her family. She was obviously extremely concerned for my dad's health and took care of him every day, especially for the four months he was home on medical leave from work. In the beginning of 2015, my brother and I both got extremely sick too. We both had mono, the flu and pneumonia, one sickness after another. We literally could not get better, And didn't go to school for over a month and a half it felt like we were cursed i actually remember wanting to go to school that's how sick i was although three of the four family members were all going downhill having the four of us together at home for that continuous amount of time was actually really nice we would all watch our favorite family movies together have delicious home-cooked meals made by my mom and just lounge around the house taking a break from our everyday busy lives Once we finally figured out what was going on with my dad, he had heart surgery in February of 2015 and has been in great health ever since. Once my dad had his surgery, my mom felt like she could finally focus on herself and not have to worry about taking care of all of us. Because my dad had gotten so sick right after the passing of my grandmother, my mom felt like she didn't have the mental capacity and the time to really mourn her mother. My grandmother's death hit my mom very hard and very suddenly once we were all in good health, a little over two years after her passing. I remember my mom caught up on what she said felt like months of sleepless nights. She cried every day for over a month and just couldn't get herself together. It was really tough to see her go through so much pain and not being able to find the right words to comfort her. One day, right around the time, school was almost out for summer break I was walking down my hallway. As I was walking down the hallway, I turned right and headed towards my room. My door was open and I saw my dog, Bailey's back half of his body, walking alongside my bed towards my red chair in the corner of my room. I walked in and started to say something along the lines of, who's a good boy, and moved around my bed to greet him on the red chair he always loved sleeping on. I went around my bed and I didn't see him on the chair. I was a bit confused because there really isn't anywhere else he could go due to the position of the bed and the chair in the corner of my room. I got down on my hands and knees and looked under my bed because I know he sometimes liked to army crawl under and find any miscellaneous scraps and things to chew on. He wasn't there. Confused I stood up and looked on the other side of my bed. Again he was nowhere to be seen. I started going mad and frantically looked in the closet, behind and under my dresser, around my huge decorative pillows, behind the red chair, literally everywhere I could think of. He was completely gone, as if he had just vanished. I was so confused, I literally saw him two seconds earlier before I entered my room. I called out to my mom and asked her if she had seen Bailey. She was in her room, in bed, and she said that Bailey had been with her in bed for the past hour. I immediately started freaking out and told her that I literally saw him walking across my room. She looked at me puzzled and said maybe I turned my head very quickly while turning towards my room and it made me think that I saw a movement. But I knew what I saw. I eventually brushed it off and went on at my day. A week later my mom was finally starting to get out of bed and ended up joining us for dinner. For some reason on that particular night we all chose to sit at our small game table in the sunroom. We would never eaten at this table before, but for some reason we all felt like switching it up. The table was positioned directly across from our front door, so we got a perfect view of the table from walking into the house. We were all sitting down and enjoying our dinner. I happened to have been sitting with my back to the windows, facing and looking directly at the front door and the entryway. After we'd been continuously talking, there was a brief pause in our conversation. As we were all quiet and eating our food, I heard what sounded like scratching on our front doormat. I looked over and didn't see anything. My mom, dad and brother all looked up relatively around the same time and gazed in my line of direction. We were all silent and listening. It happened again, this time significantly louder. It sounded exactly like our dog frantically wiping his paws on the front door mat, only there was no dog. All of a sudden, it stopped. Immediately after, there were little tippy tappy sounds of a dog walking on our hardwood floor. The walking continued for about 12 seconds. It went all the way from the front door, through the entryway, into the kitchen, and stopped. We were all looking at each other wide eyed, listening, and completely silent. Then we heard what sounded like the exact sound of a dog collar clinking up against the metallic dog bowl dish we have in our kitchen. We were all silently freaking out. After a few more seconds the sounds were gone. And then the table started shaking. We looked under the table and our dog Bailey was up against the base of the table, tail tucked between his legs, shaking profusely. We all looked at each other in bewilderment. My dad, who was the biggest sceptic, literally couldn't find the words to describe what he had just heard. I wasn't even in the least bit frightened. In fact, I felt really calm and unusually at ease in the entire situation. It also validated the dog I had just seen a week prior in my room. Days went by and things continually got weirder. I came home from school one day and noticed that no one was home, which was pretty odd. My mom worked from home and always picked my brother up from school, which wasn't more than five minutes away from our house. On that day, I suppose they'd run some errands or went out for lunch. Our dog, Bailey, was a very hyperactive little dog who would bark non-stop at anyone who was opening the front door and would never fail to greet you with the highest jumps you had ever seen. As I was unlocking the door, I didn't hear Bailey nearby like he usually was. I opened the door all the way and saw Bailey at the furthest end of the sunroom by the table we were sitting at for dinner just a few days ago, hunched down in a predatory-like position, almost like that of a jaguar or lion sneaking up on its prey. I'd never seen him do this before. I took a few steps inside the house and he started growling in a very low and unsettling tone. I started to get a bit uneasy and confused. I walked towards him slowly calling his name, He started snarling and inching up towards me, acting like he was about to attack me. For as small as he was, I was absolutely terrified. I had never seen him act or look this way before. I was completely frozen, standing in the entryway. He inched all the way up to me very slowly while growling profusely, when all of a sudden, about six inches away from my feet, he perked up and started acting normally and excited to see me. I crouched down and started petting him looking and inspecting him to make sure that he was okay and didn't have anything physically wrong with him. I had no idea what had just happened. He acted as if I was a stranger, or he was trying to protect himself from something. It was so freaking weird. Another couple of days went by and I swear to God Bailey started acting exactly like our beloved deceased dog, Bob. The same extremely particular mannerisms and antics Bob would do, He even walked and barked differently, just how Bob used to. Bailey was all of a sudden familiar with the same tricks and commands that Bob used to know that we had never taught Bailey. Bailey would even lick just our hands, not our faces, something only our very respectable and polite little Bob would do. We were all tripping the fuck out. My dad especially could not believe what we were all experiencing. It's important to note that Bob was an extremely smart dog, He was basically like a little person, with the biggest personality imaginable. Bob was an extremely special dog to our family. The type of dog you only experience once in a lifetime. He was my mom's baby and my grandmother was also extremely close with Bob. My grandmother was actually in town at the time he was tragically killed by a coyote in our backyard. It felt like we got to reunite with our small but mighty dog. A few more days go by and my mom decided to call her psychic friend Kat, who lives in London. Kat used to live in the States, and my mom had befriended her years ago. Kat has a very busy schedule, and has her clients and friends make appointment times with her, especially when it comes to her friends who live in different time zones. My mom randomly called Kat at a super unusual time in the day, and Kat surprisingly picked up. It was 11.30pm Kat's time. My mom was originally planning on leaving her a voice message, anticipating her not picking up due to the inconvenient time. My mom started to apologise for the late hour, but Kat interrupted her and said that she sensed a very excited male presence in our house. My mom started laughing and told Kat that she thought it was our old dog, Bob. Kat then told my mom that it couldn't possibly be a dog due to the insanely large amounts of energy this spirit was emitting. She then stated that this male presence was so excited to be at our house and be with our family that he was literally jumping up and down. My mom again laughed and repeated that it was 100% Bob. She said she knew deep down in her heart. Later in the conversation, Cat acknowledged that she had never felt such a strong presence coming from an animal before. My mom was overjoyed to know that Bob had come to visit us. Cat then said that she couldn't quite figure out why he was there but he was overjoyed and he would leave when a certain time came. They caught up, finished their conversation and my mom called her other psychic friend Mary the very next day. Mary is an incredibly gifted and wonderful woman who lives in Texas. Again, Mary is an appointment only psychic, but my mom just felt so compelled to call her just as she did with Kat. Just like Kat, Mary answered the phone immediately. My mom started telling her how she was, what she'd been up to and all that other small talk. It's important to know that my mom had never mentioned her interaction with Cat to Mary. In fact, Mary and Cat do not know about each other at all. They had never met or interacted. All of a sudden, Mary interrupted my mom and said in her adorable southern accent, Oh honey, your mom has sent down your dog to comfort you. My mom hadn't mentioned the passing of her mom or about the experiences we had been having at the house. My mom immediately started crying this time happy tears. Mary then stated that this gift my grandmother sent is to comfort my mom until she gets better. Sure enough, a few days went by and my mom's energy had completely shifted. She woke up early one morning and had this glow to her she had been missing for so long. She started singing around the house again and it felt like she was back to her normal self. Later that day, the whole energy in the household shifted. I swear within a few hours everything felt like it was back to normal, the house felt lighter, Bailey was acting like himself again, and it was the first time that my mom had not cried in a long time. This experience was hands down the most insane encounter my family entirely was a part of. I truly would not have believed this story if I had not experienced it myself, and needless to say I am a huge believer in the paranormal." The second story took place in the summer of 2019. I should have previously mentioned that we do indeed have a female spirit that lives in our house. Upon moving into our house in 2006, we would have very subtle small occurrences that we played off as not being a big deal. For example, one time my mom fell asleep on our living room couch. She told me that in the dead of sleep, she woke up due to the cushion being caved in from someone sitting next to her head, which jolted her awake. Of course, there was no one there. The living room has always been the place where our spirit likes to hang out. In the very corner of our sectional couch, you can sometimes smell a very pungent flowery perfume. Something an old woman would wear. We used to smell it pretty often, almost on a weekly basis. Naturally, my mom called Cat, the psychic that I mentioned earlier, who lives in London. My mom explained the occurrences that were going on in the house and asked Cat if she could sense anything going on in our home. Cat told my mom that a very lively and kind older woman's spirit, whose name started with an E, loves our house and has been there for quite some time. Cat also mentioned that she had never lived in the home, so it's a bit unclear how she arrived there in the first place. She further talked about this spirit and her love for our family. Kat said she feels very comfortable in our home and around us and she loves to make appearances on social occasions, especially when we throw parties. She reassured my mom that she has very pure intentions and likes to keep an eye on us. My mom is a very spiritual and open person, so none of this information was unsettling to her. Later that day, my mom called Mary the Texan psychic. My mom again explained the occurrences happening in our house to Mary without telling her that she had already spoken with another psychic. Mary immediately told my mom that a lovely older woman named Eleanor was staying with us. It's crazy to think that these two women, Cat and Mary, lived in two completely different countries and are able to recognize and identify a spirit all by the means of using a telephone. Absolutely mind-blowing. Mary further explained that Eleanor loved us and our house and would never do us any harm. It was very reassuring for my mom to hear from these two different women that we have a benevolent spirit with us. We were not frightened in the least. In fact, I actually found it quite comforting knowing there was some greater being that was here to keep an eye on things. So now that Eleanor has been introduced, let's go back to the second experience that occurred with her. It was the summer of 2019 and my parents had left me and my brother alone in the house while they went on a trip to Mexico with their friends. My brother and I were psyched, because naturally we were already making plans to throw a party. I told a few of my closest friends that they were more than welcome to spend the night. Fast forward to after our insanely awesome party. Things were dying down, and I was hanging out with a handful of friends at that point. We were all a bit buzzed, and telling ghost stories and experiences that we or people we knew have had. My two friends that were spending the night had already heard about our family's experiences with Eleanor. In fact, one of them had experienced her while he was house-sitting for us months before. Without telling my friend about her, because I didn't want to spook him, he said that he frequently heard footsteps walking down the hall, our cupboards opening and closing, and smelled a very flowery scent in the living room. He had some crazy paranormal experiences himself as a child, so he believed everything we'd experienced. My other friend, however, was very religious, and just couldn't wrap her head around the idea of a ghost living in our house. I jokingly told her that Eleanor might come and hang out with us later because she loved a good party. We all laughed and decided to call it a night. The three of us were hanging out in my parents' bedroom, talking and taking turns brushing our teeth in their tiny bathroom. My brother and his friends were using both of our beds, so the three of us were going to squeeze into my parents' king-size bed. For some reason, the subject of Eleanor came up again. My two friends were sitting on the bed facing me, while I was in the bathroom about to wash my face. I was waiting for the water to get warm, so I was just talking to them while getting my facial bar from my bag. As I was telling my friend that I was surprised I didn't sense Eleanor, The water coming from the faucet shut completely off. I was literally standing so still, completely away from the sink, staring straight at my friends. My guy friend started laughing hysterically, completely unfazed by the whole event. Meanwhile, my other friend looked pale and in complete and utter shock, for she actually witnessed the faucet handle turn and shut off. My friend started freaking out and saying that she didn't want to spend the night and wanted to leave. I tried to calm her down and told her that Eleanor was just having fun with us and probably wanted to prove to you that she was indeed here. That, or she didn't like that I was wasting water. My friend eventually calmed down and we started talking about something else. She eventually fell asleep, so I got up and flipped the light switch off. As I was getting under the covers, click, the light switch turned back on. I was completely under the covers. I looked over and both my friends were asleep, thankfully. I whispered out loud, Hey Eleanor, we're all really tired and about to go to sleep. Can you please keep the lights off for us? Thank you and good night. I turned the light off again and swiftly returned to bed and fell asleep. The rest of the night was perfectly quiet. A week later my parents got home. I had not yet told them about our experiences because they had been showing us loads of amazing photos and telling us all about their amazing trip. The following morning, my mom came out to the kitchen and started to tell me that when she was about to fall asleep last night, her light had turned back on after she had turned it off twice. I started to laugh and told her about the light and the sink. We were both amused and couldn't help but love Eleanor more for messing with my friend and making herself known. We just learned to live with it although we haven't actually sensed her in a really long time. I kind of miss her. Finally, the last and craziest story. Now, this story has two parts. The first part takes place when I was a little girl, about two to be exact. We were living in our adorable quaint house I grew up in, just me, my mom, my dad, and of course, Bob. My brother had not yet been born since we were four years apart. I don't really remember all these details because I was so young. Most of it is from my parents' recollections. One day, my mom was about to come in and check up on me before bed. As she was walking down the hallway towards my bedroom door, she heard me talking to someone. She stopped to listen before opening the door. She heard me playing with some toys and asking someone which one they liked better. My mom was concerned for a moment, thinking that there was someone in my room with me, when I was supposed to be completely alone. Moments went by, and she heard me talking as if I was responding to someone, even though there was no other voice. She opened the door and saw me alone on the floor with all my favourite toys scattered. She smiled down at me and asked me who I was talking to in a very cheerful and non-concerned way. I immediately replied, I'm playing with my friend, Yanchi. My mom looked confused and asked who they were. I said again that he was my friend who I liked to play with. My mom then caught on that I had some sort of imaginary friend. She knew I was an odd child, so she didn't think much of it and continued to ask me about him and what he was like. I told her that he was a little boy with blonde hair and blue eyes and that we were best friends. About a year ago, I was still living in my college house with my roommates at the time, but we had a falling out and being home felt like a better option. One night, my mom, my dad and I were having dinner. My brother happened to be out that night at a friend's house and was not present for dinner. We are a pretty stereotypical suburban family that sit down and eat dinner together practically every night, so it's a pretty rare occasion if one of us was not present for dinner. I think if my brother had been there that night, we never would have had this particular realisation and conversation. Now this isn't exactly paranormal per se, but it is something that is extremely hard to grasp and is insanely bewildering. My dad, my mom and I were talking about a bunch of random topics and we eventually started talking about their favourite memories of me and my brother. We're getting nostalgic about our old house, how Johnny and I used to beat the crap out of each other and how ironic it was that we're now best friends in the present day. My brother and I are really close now. We had a sort of come to Jesus moment with my mom on vacation when we were younger and fought so badly that my mom started crying and threatening to take us home. We pinky swore never to fight and make our mom cry on that very same day and we truly haven't fought ever since. As we were talking, my mom brought up my imaginary friend, Yanchi. She asked if I remembered him. I chuckled and said that I did remember him a bit. She then asked me how long he was around and if I remember the day when he sort of disappeared. I had a really hard time remembering when it was that was the last time that I would seen him. I told her that I thought he went away when I was around four years old. My dad hadn't said anything for a really long time. He kind of looked like he was zoning in and out and wasn't really paying much attention to our conversation. My dad speaks three languages, English, German and Hungarian. He is 100% Hungarian and doesn't speak it often because nobody else in my immediate family can speak it. It's a crazy hard language, trust me. My dad then looked super confused. My mom and I stopped talking and asked him what was wrong. And then he started to comment on how weird my imaginary friend's name was. I acknowledged that it was a strange name and I was a super weird imaginative child who made up all sorts of random names and words. My dad then all of a sudden got completely still and looked at us super weirdly. We asked him why he was looking so concerned. And then he stated in a very monotone way that Janos is Hungarian for the name John. And the name Johnny in Hungarian is Yainchi. We all stopped eating and talking. My dad had never put the two names together. Everyone in my family has brown hair and brown eyes. Everyone except for my brother Johnny, who of course has white blonde hair and blue eyes. It's hard to understand and accept that I, a naive young girl who had never once heard the name Yainchi, had an imaginary friend named Johnny, who was a blonde-haired and blue-eyed little boy who disappeared once my brother was born. To this day, I get teary-eyed, thinking about that night and the discovery that my father had made. I never told anyone this story before for fear that I would be labelled as insane and a liar. I truly feel, deep down in my soul, that I had met my brother before he was born, before he even was a thought. I know this story sounds like the most unbelievable and absolutely insane thing ever, but living through my 22 years of life, I don't question anything anymore, especially after that night. I believe that these things happen for a reason, and for some insane and illogical reason, I had met and befriended my brother in some sort of in-between state of time. Olivia, I'm just going to put it out there that this is most definitely not the most insane thing that I have heard. Absolutely not. On this podcast, all things go... And that sounds like a pretty reasonable conclusion to come to. But let's go back to the very beginning. We're going back to a possessed dog. That's one thing I actually don't think that we've had before, is an actual possessed dog. And if you've had pets, you'll know that all pets have different personalities. That is an absolute fact. They are completely distinguishable from each other. They have their own distinct characteristics, their own distinct way of being in the world distinct noises that they make habits that they have so you would know if your dog started behaving differently and I really do think that you would know if your dog started behaving like another dog that you had had before and I think that when people have multiple pets in their lives they will have that one pet that they connect to on a totally different level so I think it's so lovely that your mum's mum sent back the dog to give her some comfort and to say hey it's okay we're okay and you're going to be okay too and I must say it is very lucky that your mum had two psychic friends that she could test on a regular basis. Eleanor sounds great. Like if you're going to have a ghost, you want a ghost like Bob, you want a ghost like Eleanor. Those are the two things that you would want. If you're going to have a ghost animal, let it be a nice, kind ghost animal that's coming back to make sure that you're okay. If you're going to have a ghost in your house, let it be the ghost of a lovely old woman who whose haunting includes leaving the smell of floral perfume around the house and mildly freaking out your guests. I'd be okay with that. That'd be nice. And based on the amount of stories that we've read and heard about children who have past lives, children who have imaginary friends, children who see and hear things that they really shouldn't see and hear, I I don't discount that the imaginary friend that you had was somehow some sort of projection of your brother. I don't discount it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Olivia and Paxton for sending in your stories. The last story came from August the 14th, 2021. And if you would like to know anything about Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast, you can check out com. And on that note, I shall see you next time.